1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Ryan, we knew that Vegas was going to be a tough test. I don't think we were expecting being outscored 12-4 to after the first two games. Obviously, not the best and most optimistic time right now, but hey, we're coming home. Like I've always said, the series doesn't start so the road team wins. So Ryan, we'll start with you. How are we doing today and hope everything is well. I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. (laughs) I mean,
0: it's, it's tough. I mean, the furthest that we've ever seen uh, the team go and, you know, the, the high, the highest high when, when Eric Stahl scored and then it's just been straight downhill from there. It it sucks. But luckily there's, there's still, you know, a lot of games left to play. So got to win four out of five. It is doable. I know a lot of people are, are giving up. I mean, it's pretty easy to, like you said, getting outscored by eight goals in two games is a is a bad look but i mean a couple more things go our way you know we can pull one out you've seen this team do it before but game game three which we'll get into is absolutely a must-win game
1: yeah kirby i'm sure you can echo those sentiments obviously hosting spaces after every game just some (laughs) of your thoughts and some of the, the thoughts from the fans uh from those two games specifically uh we'll go straight to you kirby
2: yeah, um, I'm outside here right now, so hopefully everyone can hear me well, <laughs> getting some of this Calgary uh, sunlight, but um, i say the words today for me were discouraging, uh, disheartening, um, just as a personal perspective, a lot of my professional sports teams have got to this level and haven't got to the mountaintop. I, honestly thought you know with this team right now even though we're a slight underdog um this is a good opportunity and chance to be able to accomplish something maybe me at a point underselling what vegas has done a little bit having an easier pass there but um cody and i last on spaces we're not counting this team out um thought the fan base came with some good energy as we went along and said you know it's going to come down to that one game like kachuk said and uh, we've been in this situation before against boston down three to one so um to me that's To me, that was more of a hole than this is. If people are planning, you know, the off season already, I was more thinking along those lines when we were down three to one to Boston, especially how we played on home ice. We haven't played on home ice yet. Those games are in Vegas. Panthers haven't won in Vegas, as we know, historically. Uh, Vegas played some good hockey um, in particular in game two. Panthers did bring effort and uh, heart and fight in game one. I don't know what that game two was, but again, I asked people last night, would you rather lose that way or lose a game in, in four overtimes? So, uh, Panthers got to go, come home a little soul-searching. The defense, which we'll get into some things, that scares me a bit. But uh, if we get a Bob game or we get a Kachuk game or a Barkov game, we're back in this.
1: Yeah, like we said at the top, 12 goals from Vegas in those two games equals the same amount of goals the Panthers gave up in their last six games, going back to the Carolina and Toronto series combined. Uh, from games five, four and five in Toronto and then all four in Carolina, they gave up 12 goals and that equals the amount that Vegas was able to put on the Panthers over those two games. So we saw a lot of defensive breakdowns. I know there were a couple fans maybe calling out Bobrovsky. I know a lot of the top tier uh, media people weren't really putting too much of the blame on Bobrovsky's screens and stuff like that from his own teammates, not being blocked, deflections that were going. Even when Lyon was in net, who was called upon in game two, which we thought that – if Lion is coming in at any point in this series, it's it's not a good start or not a good ending or wherever you want to put it uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, just a lackluster performances in Vegas. And I, I, I believe I'm correct. When I say this, the Florida Panthers have still never beat the Vegas Knights in Las That's,
0: Vegas. I didn't know that. That's so, crazy.
1: So if the Panthers were to come up and have any hopes of pulling this back into their favor, they're going to have to beat Vegas eventually on the road. Obviously, it starts with game three on Thursday, June 8th, and then going into game four on Saturday, June 10th, both here at FLA Live Arena at 8 o'clock Eastern time. So, Ryan, we'll go quickly to you. Just what do you think were the keys in those first two games? Um, was it just lackluster defense? The offense just couldn't get anything going. Credit to Vegas, maybe even the referees. Just what, what was your think? your number one thing?
0: Yeah so the ugh, everyone everyone you know most of the team has played horrible I'll I'll, I'll just say that mm-hmm. like the fifth goal that Vegas scored yesterday we had I don't know if you saw the picture we had four guys in the corner and whoever scored was right in front of the net I mean that's unacceptable the sixth goal I know the game was well over like there's just, the sixth goal Montour kind of overcommitted it's not really his fault it's just there's little things that have happened One little thing here, uh, Colin White's stick, you know, got ripped out out of his hand and thrown, and then it went for an odd man rush, and they scored yesterday uh, in game two. Same thing happened. Verhage's stick got hit out of his hands. They scored a goal. Um, I mean, I I hate saying this, but the refs are just like – and you know I hate blaming the refs. I'm not blaming them. We've been outplayed in every facet of the game, bar none. I'm I'm not saying that we're not getting outplayed. But Stevenson cross checked cousins. Barbashev hits Gudis in the head. And there's a reason I'm saying this. Then you have Kachuk, you know, drills Eichel, which was a perfect textbook hit, gets jumped by three knights. There's no penalty on the on the for an instigator there for some reason. Kachuk gets a 10 minute penalty for that. Mm-hmm. Comes back, uh, cross checked into the net and slashed by Aiden Hill right in front of the ref. They don't, they're not gonna call that. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, Matthew Kachuk has been carrying American hockey and and Kirby. Maybe, I mean, it has to be good for uh, American hockey if Matthew Kachuk is on the ice, winning, you know, scoring goals. It's great for the game. He, he's, he's charismatic. He does all the right things, says all the right things. He's the leader. Put up 109 points in the regular season. The NHL needs him, and... For, for whatever reason, they're not protecting him. You're going to let Aiden Hill slash Matthew Kachuk like that, and you're not going to retaliate? He's one of your rising star superstars that you have in the league. Austin Matthews is supposed to be, you know, this American hero and for hockey. Well, guess what? He's not winning. He's not doing it in the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk is. And I, I know this has gotten into, like, a Matthew Kachuk rant, but, like, what are we what are we doing here like seriously why are we not protecting him uh that's just I, I'm not gonna blame the refs there's so many things Bob game one you know you you saw it on his face he he let it in a weak goal he knew he knew he should have had it it happens you know but we're gonna need Bob to be Bob and Barkov and kachuk to go off Carter vehagi honestly is not doing much the last two series and, and that he's, he's one of our game breakers that has to change He for any, any night he can go off for two goals, but he's, he's just not doing it. I thought the breakaway in game two is just a really weak, like backhand attempt. He, I don't know. He just didn't get all of it or whatever the reason was, but they're, they're outplaying us. They're being more physical, but we can't be as physical back because we're getting called for it and they're not. So that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know if you agree about the American uh, Kachuk stuff, Kirby, but yeah, that's what I got on the two games. It's just yep. it's horrible right now. It's it sucks because, you know, I, I act like you know I, I say all these things about the team, but they they suck me in. Obviously, like I'm, I want us to win the cup so bad. I've been to hundreds of games where we got killed and our team, you know, had eighty points the whole year and they sucked. So it, it just it just hurts right now. But you know, gotta win to the next two games and we have all the momentum in the world. Hopefully, Lissa Ryan is back. And we'll get things going, but somebody is gonna have to step up. Whether it's for Hagee. Reinhardt did absolutely nothing in Game Two. I mean, Barkov and Kachuk gotta be better. Everyone has to be better. So, especially the defense. The defense has been awful. Okay. And like you said, you know, we're, we weren't allowing any goals, and now all of a sudden we're just getting getting wrecked by them. So that's that's
2: all on on the first two games that I got. Yeah, like Ryan said right off the bat, there. I think a lot of that issue was that um just a lot of deflections and sorry a lot of screens in front from Bobrovsky like Mahura there was two or three um Declare there was one or two on his end so I, I don't know what you expect your goalie to do when you can't see the puck on Ryan's point on the officials yeah it's been a big problem I'll address it here in a second but I'm not going to say that Vegas hasn't outplayed played us in every area I said Vegas had the edge in defense they had the edge in coaching if they could capitalize on the power play which I was told from Vegas fans from people that I had in our spaces, from the Vegas community. It wasn't going to happen. They were going to beat us five on five. They didn't need any special teams goals. Well, and they didn't need their goalie either. Well, Aiden Hill's been a factor, especially in game two. Their special teams has been a factor in both games. Uh, Their defensive players like Shea Theodore that I've mentioned, um, has been a beast, even with their top pairing not being solid. And their defensive depth, it's really hurting the Panthers right now with the Gutis injury, having Fitzgerald in the lineup. I don't think he's a caliber NHL defenseman. is asked to do more. He's struggling without Gudis in there. You've got Montour and Forsling playing together, which I don't think is a good pairing at all. And then you got Ekblad trying to trying to make something work there with Mahura. That's not working all that well. And you got Stahl playing with Fitzgerald, or whoever's out there on the ice with him, maybe Montour for some shifts. So, again, um, Maurice is trying to play that a that 11-7 system, but Gudis gets hurt in the game and we'll get to the refs, you know, no call there. Um, no call on the Stevenson hit in the first game on Cousins. That That's a problem because then, you know, that's what creates certain things later in the game. It's not like Bennett and Kachuk are running around out there. There There's a hit on Cousins that's not called. There's a hit on Gudis that's not called. And then what? Do you, just like Ryan said, what do you expect Kachuk to do on a clean hit? Eichel comes out after the game, says that's a clean hit. And then guys jump him. And you don't get instigator penalties. Heggs jumping in there late. Hegg, Petrangelo, McNabb, they're no saints. So Vegas fans calling Panthers loser hockey. You guys are losing. This is what you're resorting to. These guys are initiating things. Just like Tampa did with us two years ago. What do you expect guys like Montour and Lomberg at the time? Marchman, uh, Bennett, now Kachuk. What do you expect those type of players to do if the refs aren't efficient? game? remember Noel Chari getting his, sep- his shoulders separated from Pat Maroon on a faceoff. That doesn't get called. So again, these officials, they're not in controlling the game and they're not in controlling the game, especially with scrums. This is where you're seeing these misconduct penalties. Vegas fans can even argue, why did we get a misconduct penalty there? Why did we get one there? Handing out know, misconduct penalties like they're candy and and penalties at the beginning of the game. Well, sorry, but I didn't like that Monteur penalty. They don't call the one on cousins and then you call the one the next game on Monteur. And that's how it starts the game from from a Vegas standpoint of advantage. You score a power play goal, guys that makes your five-on-five five play look a lot better. So Vegas can say they're all playing us left, right, and center on five-on-five, on five, and maybe they are. But when the refs give you a power play to start games and that starts to skew energy and momentum, especially in that arena, which is a very tough arena, not only for the Panthers, but for anyone, of course it's going to change the game five-on-five. Five. And right now, you know, as good as ball has been for us, they're winning the goaltending battle. That's got to change.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of good points here, especially on the penalty minutes. front. We have 130 penalt- ten- penalty minutes over the first two games obviously like you guys said matthew kachuk uh, actually has more penalty minutes than he has time on ice in this series guys he has about 36 penalty minutes and he's played about 33 minutes of ice time in these two games so like you said ryan just kachuk is being singled out easily by these referees especially through, through these two games that little stick tap on i don't remember who it was in the third period merited a 10 minute misconduct just because he 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 hit his stick, you know, not even hard, just a little tap on on the top of the knob, and it fell out of his hand, and he gives him a 10-minute. I get the game was out of reach, but it's nothing that's crazy. And like you said, Hill is just becoming a factor, not just with his, you know, fantastic play that I can, you know, say he's been playing really good, but with his antics off, you know, after the whistle or when Kachuk gets cross-checked, just, I don't know. And like you said, Ryan, I've never historically been one to just kind of you know, oh, who's the referee tonight and who's gonna be refing? Like that doesn't really bother me too much, but I I kind of was kind of bothered, like you guys just said, by some of the calls and the way it was being officiated and Maurice alluded to it, but he didn't get too deep into it. So we'll see if that changes at home. Well I mean you hope so, but sixty penalty minutes for Matthew Kachuk in the playoffs and Bennett with another 60 I mean, I don't think there's a close second in any other teams in the NH- in the NHL playoffs that were close to those two guys. So we'll see. Obviously, you know, like we like you guys said, Vegas has played a smart game. They're not really retaliating too much to the effects that's causing them to have power plays after power plays and penalty kills after penalty kills. It's, it was just really weird. And I know the fan base has been a little bit critical on it, and I'm sure it will continue and carry over the next few days. But uh so yeah, I mean, other than that, I guess Ryan, that that you kind I of mean, broke they down lost everything. control
0: of the game completely, David. It's so, like Steve, I believe Steve Goldstein said, like that can't happen in a Stanley Cup game. It's just right. it turned into a complete joke. They they needed to address it very early in the game and call penalties. Yeah, Kirby, like what you said, the Montour one, you know, after the Stevenson wasn't called, they're both penalties. It is a penalty, but it's just they pick and choose, you know, who they're gonna call it on. And we're not losing because of the refs, but I mean it's not helping it's at not all. We helping. have no shot in this series if they're not. Why are you protecting Aiden Hill over Matthew Kachak? I know Bobrovsky, who is a Vesina trophy winner, oh, a hundred times bigger his name than than Hill. If he did the same yep. thing to Jack Eichel, he would we would probably have to send someone to the box. So I just
2: I, yeah, I don't know. So why, why, why is nothing called their Ryan, when it's a star of the league? Because a lot of times the Panthers over the years haven't had the star of the league. Yeah. Even when we've had Hubert on Barkov, they haven't got star treatment. But now we have Are we Matthew not trying to Kachuk. grow the game here. Yeah, we've got Matthew Kachuk. We have the best goalie coming into these playoffs and Bobrovsky. You've got uh you know Barkoff. So it's like I don't understand why they're not getting those calls. And what the refs are not doing a good job. I'm not even talking the penalties guys. I'm talking about when these scrums happen. Bennett and Kachuk are in the front of the net. And then they're 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 shit stirring. They cause problems. I get that. But Vegas guys are coming in late. So if they're coming in late as the third man or say as the fifth man, isn't that an instigator penalty? Isn't that a misconduct? If the defense goes in, yeah. Why does Hay come in late from defense and he comes flying Uh from 20 feet out and he gets no call? Or say, yeah. say, Petrangelo, why I look at the charts after you can't even follow these penalties because they're handing them out like candy, like I said. But I'm like, where's Petrangelo's name at the 1055 mark? Where's Hegg's uh, name at the 355 mark? I'm not seeing them on there for misconduct. So if you want to hand them out like that, why are you not handing out these Vegas players that are coming in late? It's not like the Panthers are murdering them and grabbing them and throwing them down to the ice and right. pounding the hell out of them. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they're just little right? plays
1: that the refs just want to take control of the game and they're taking control in the wrong way, in my opinion,
2: and it's not
0: fun to watch. Like, not not even as as a Panthers fan. Like, in general, it's not a fun game to watch when when that's happening. The flow is is just like when you call, you know, fifty fouls in basketball. It's it's not fun when the game stops like that, and right. and I don't understand. Kachuk did they did such a great job putting Kachuk. On the TNT broadcast before the Heat, um, the Heat game and against uh the Celtics, and and it's like he came in wearing his elbow room shirt. Everyone was talking about that interview. Every single podcast, everyone was talking about. It. And then and then you show him disrespect in in those Stanley cup. So that needs to get fixed. But I mean, we have a lot of lot bigger problems coming up for uh, Game Three and Four. So
1: yeah, I mean, it, like, it just
0: pisses me off.
1: Like we said at the top, I mean. We're not a podcast that's here always sitting and blaming referees every other night on if we win or if we lose. it's The Panthers have to play better. You know, Plain and simple, yep. they have to play better. At home, this is their last chance. Like you guys said, we've been in this opportunity before, down 3-1, down two games in a series technically for the second time this time. Uh, again, every playoff series has been different where uh, in round one, you're down 3-1 in rounds two and three, you're up three Oh, you don't get it done. Then you do get it done. Now we're down two zero. First series. We haven't won a play a uh, road game in the first two games. So obviously not the best vibes coming into to South beach or South Florida, however you want to call it. But at the end of the day, like I said, the road team's got to win in order for this to be a really advantage for them. And, and the Panthers have a good opportunity to, 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 you know, show that they're still in it and they're still fighting on Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, guys, I mean, it's it's pretty simple what they've got to do now Thursday, turn their heads, forget about what happened in games one and two. It's 0-0 zero, zero right now, and if you can get the two wins and uh, even it up, then you're setting it up for a three-game series uh, going back to Vegas. So some good news. I got,
0: I got one, David. I got one question for Kirby real quick on coaching. Um, what? Why Why did the Panthers stop doing the, the flip-out, you know, just hitting it high in the air? Because I feel like we're trying to go end-to-end with them, and it's just not working. They look faster. They're stronger. So why didn't we stop doing that, Kirby? Is there any reason for that?
2: Uh, I think we got to turn to Vegas right away and say um, a lot of credit by Vegas. This is probably the best um, team that we've played in these playoffs when it comes to defensive <laughs> forwards. So I think they're doing a good job backtracking on guys, getting up on the forecheck forecheck. I don't think the Panthers have as much time and space as they did say even in the Carolina series, Ryan. I know Carolina's known for good structured hockey. They're probably more known for their back end, and the Panthers were able to, to my surprise, expose that, but I don't think Carolina has the forwards. Toronto definitely doesn't either. That's the problem with Toronto. Their top-end talent of Matthews and Marner, and you know even to a lesser extent, Nylander, of course, Tavares too. They don't know how to kind of combat the Panthers forecheck and pressure and different things like that, so I think it's a lot of what Vegas is doing. And right now, um, to be honest with you, Ryan, I'm not high on our defense. I haven't been all year. And it's it's getting to the point where we're getting very stretched in here. One injury is causing us more problems. People are DMing me, Kirby, Gudis is all live. This is huge. I'm like, it is huge. But I'm thinking, and I say to them, it shouldn't be as big a problem as it is. We've been pretty healthy back there all year long. To deal with one or two injuries, it shouldn't turn into what it did in game two. And I put a lot of that on the defense not necessarily on the goaltending. I thought we had chances forward-wise. So, again, um, it's an adjustment that Maurice has to make in his own end and coming through the neutral zone. I think another point, Ryan, is our our forwards need to do a better job back-checking as well and coming back harder on plays. We've seen it from Bennett. we see it from Barkoff. Um, Lindell's doing not bad. But we need to see it more from our centermen right now, coming back harder on plays, helping out our defense. I saw Barkov do it late in the game, but it was like the game was out of reach at that point. So I think those guys just need to have a better commitment to that. I think that strategy can still work with Vegas, but I, I don't think we can just completely abandon our speed in our transition game either.
1: Yeah, not sure if you wanted a rebuttal on that, Ryan.
2: No,
0: I was just asking him. I mean, I I know he's the he's the coaching guy here, so I, I was just you know whatever we're doing right now is not working and we were doing the flip out living to see another day and i i feel like we've had too many defensive zone turnovers that are leading to so many great chances even though you know they've had so many good chances that they didn't score on and a lot of them yeah sorry
2: ryan i think it's credit to vegas is um for checking but also uh their speed through the through the neutral zone and they're getting a lot of rush chances on us too, and that starts to wear down your defense too. I don't blame that game too on Maurice at all. He had all new D-pairings out there. Uh, That was a mess. Um, I think maybe you got to go with Montour Mahura, uh, throw Ekblad with a new partner, um, or throw Forsling back with him, and then you just play your bottom pairing a little bit maybe differently um, with Fitzgerald there. I, I I said a tweet today, why not Benning? Some people have said to me, why not Ludwig? Ludwig plays a similar style to Gudis. All these guys don't have experience. Kerstad, Carlson, Ludwig, mm-hmm. Benning. I think they're all on equal footing. Fitzgerald, I don't care what he's done this year. He doesn't have a ton of experience. He was exposed in that game. So I think you have to start to uh, throw, the, uh, throw the D pairings a bit of a blender. This day off is going to help Ryan. And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear a surprising name on the defensive end into lineup, maybe two. Um, we again, know. we didn't really play seven. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe two guys enter the lineup. Maybe Fitzgerald comes out because I, I don't like how that looked with – with and, and people are saying to me, Kirby, Mark Stahl might have been our best defenseman yesterday. If that's the case, we're in a lot of trouble. Worth road, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some good news talking about our defense specifically. Brandon Montour, congratulations to him and his family. Uh, Welcome to a baby boy named Kai, I believe. Kai, uh, I, I believe Tammy had his middle name, but I don't remember the middle name. Kai Montour. So, congratulations to the Montour family. Obviously, we've known this coming for a while. With his wife, very active on social media, uh, keeping every update, uh, every month update. So, we knew the time was coming, and the it looks like the the baby's here. So, uh, happy that the Montour family is welcoming a baby boy and. Uh, Ryan, I know that uh, we talked about the watch party off air and just how electric the environment especially was for game one on a Saturday night. You and I were projecting about five, 7,000 people max, and it was looking like that when we got there. But by the time the game started, the entire lower bowl was full and the, and the upper bowl was just getting fuller and fuller by the minute. So electric environment for at the watch party, obviously – uh, not the result we've wanted, but nevertheless, the fans' response in games one and two at home were were spectacular, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I mean, luckily we got there as early as we did, or we had really good <laughs> seats. I thought so. It was cool to see that many people. Every it was pretty full. Obviously, uh, club level was was closed down. Yeah. But yeah, like when Eric Dahl scored, the place went absolutely insane, and like yeah, that got my care. hopes
1: up. I'm sorry. Even Duclair's goal when it tied it two. Teams. Even
0: Duclair's, yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, but then the third period happened. I mean, <laughs> my hopes were so high when Eric Stahl scored the shorthanded goal and then it just, you know.
1: Yeah. At, at one
0: point I think they had six straight goals. They have six straight goals in the series. So I mean, it w- it was a good experience. I mean, the fans came out, they were throwing rats on the ice when the Panthers scored. So <laughs> it was a it was a good time. But it just it's so unfortunate that, you know, we didn't have a better time with the, the win.
1: Yeah, that game one was the first game that the Panthers have actually led in the beginning of the game and lost in the playoffs so far. So like we've said, games three and four are going to be the most important in franchise history. Obviously, we know that now through six Stanley Cup final games dating back to 1996, the Panthers have still not won a game in the Stanley Cup final. So hopefully they can change that in games three and four. Uh, I know I posted a poll today on the day of recording, just kind of how I, you know, gave the fans a quite an opportunity to to, uh, voice their opinion on uh, the question was, will the Florida Panthers come back and even up the series by game four? And on Instagram, we got about 2,300 votes. And to my surprise, guys, I don't know if you guys want me to just tell you or how many or if you guys want to guess just how much the percentage was and believe that we were going to get it tied up after the fourth game, want me to just tell you or you guys want 78? 78%. Kirby, you want to guess or just want me to tell you?
2: Uh, that we're going to come back?
1: Yes. That we'll have it tied after four.
2: That's an Instagram poll? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'll go, uh, I'll be optimistic, I guess. 72 so you said
1: seventy-two, Ryan. You said seventy-eight. Yeah, eighty-five percent of That's the voters crazy. believe <laughs> believe that we will. Right, we some, and still about, it yeah, there's but still about was
2: optimistic last. There's still twelve.
1: There's still twelve hours left on this poll, guys, and you know the votes keep on coming in every minute, and we're already at over twenty-two hundred. So almost two thousand votes of the twenty-two hundred believe that we will have the series tied up after four games. So. The belief is still there. I made it 86%. <laughs> the belief is still there from the Instagram families So shout out to you guys. I know the discord is still very active. You know, a lot of people still being optimistic and hoping that the Panthers can get it tied up, but what else can you do as a fan? We've seen this team battling since January in and out in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, in the series, out of the series, and you know obviously this is the first adversity that we've really felt since that Boston series we knew that in Toronto we had control from the start and so did so did we have against Carolina so this is the first adversity that we've really felt since that game four loss in Boston where where we lost and we were at the brink of elimination we're not just there yet at the time of the recording but you figure that if the if game 3 doesn't go our way Kind of can put a bow on it and, and seal it up whether yeah. the Panthers get one in game four or not. But yeah, just can't measure the importance of game three. And I know, I know flow rider will be there, Ryan, you might be shaking your hips to a little, uh, what, what, how does that song go? Uh, um, whistle, Hello? baby, whistle, baby. Something, something, something like that. <laughs> so, so I'll I do that, but you... I mean,
0: it's a hundred dollars to park, which is insane to me, Oh but gosh. that is, I'll park at the mall. I don't care. It is All what right. it is. It's eight Uh, o'clock, so you won't be late. Yeah, I I won't be late. I might leave a little early. Um, yeah, but honestly, we, you know, you said come back down from three to one. We have to win both at home. We're not. I don't think Vegas is the type of team that will let us come back down from three to one. I don't think we're we're gonna be able to do it two times in a two series. You know. Yeah. In one playoff, so I I really think we got to win. We got to win the next two at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of, we said it that Boston, we knew, was the toughest series we've faced so far. A lot of us, I think all three of us had Vegas right there in that second spot, considering the the depth that they had, and they've been flexing their muscles in these first two games. For sure, I know the from the outside point of view, the environment in Vegas was electric. I know a lot of fans that are probably listening to this were in Vegas and unfortunately didn't see a victory, but got to see an amazing spectacle that they showed on TV, and I'm sure being there was – it was pretty cool to see. So you hope that the Panthers uh, media team and everything like that can bring a, a great show, at least at the start of the game and that the ice can reflect the show that they're, they'll, they'll be producing before and hopefully after some victories. So other than that, guys, I think we know what we have to do and what the Panthers have to do. I know we've been very busy on all of our social medias, just kind of staying as positive as we can. I know with the heat playing as well, you know there's a lot of buzz on on that end as well so guys not sure if you guys want to give me your feels on these next two games before we wrap up here or you just want to you know say our goodbyes and hopefully the next time we record it's uh with the Panthers still in in the hunt so what do you guys want to do yeah uh,
2: I don't know if I have a prediction or anything like that but um hopefully a team comes out strong in game three uh they're able to Probably capitalize on the power play. Um, Bob has a bit of a rebound performance. And, you know, some of our star forwards, the Reinhards, Verhage's, uh, we got to get some more supporting cast guys going because I don't know how much help we're going to get from that back end. Just want to add on um, my guy, Montour, he's probably been lacking a lot of sleep. I think Lomberg's wife was pregnant last year in the playoffs and I saw his play kind of dip. So you hope that kind of returns, but there's not a lot of hope in on that back end for us. So I think it needs to come from our goaltending and our forwards. Um, We had a therapy session on spaces last night. People want to have one Wednesday evening called a rehab session. So let's see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. I know the
1: heat game will be on and I'll probably be playing football as we like to call it. So I probably won't be hanging around Kirby. So sorry (laughs) sorry for the rehab. (laughs) rehab. Yeah. Football as we like to say here. So Ryan, I'm sure if you wanted to close with any thoughts here or or you think uh, we've said enough. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're. I mean, luckily, we're favored in the in game three now. If so that, that oh, gets everyone's okay, cool. hopes up, nice.
1: I didn't uh, know that.
0: Yeah, slight favorite, but we are a favorite somehow, which tells me like I don't know Vegas, n- not the Golden Knights, Vegas as in the casino industry, betting <laughs> industry. thinks We're not. We're not completely out. Completely out of it, and you know the scores weren't as lopsided as they appear to be. So I mean, I, I'm. I'm still. F- thinking get the brooms out but you know i, I want to see a stanley cup win so bad yeah like just the game win, win game three please give us a little hope i mean it's it might get crushed later but give us a, something to root for
1: yeah obviously uh, at the time of the recording we don't know the statuses of rad gagudis or ichila sarainen just yet. Yeah. obviously two key players the oh. hasn't played a game this series and we knew just how important he was in all three series before that
2: But, guys, down to Max, Steve and Benny in the lineup. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it now. Go for broke. They're signed. Throw them in there. Throw the blue chippers in there. I want to see it. We'll see for sure.
1: I know, like I said, down 2-0 in the series. The only hopes that now Ryan and Kirby, that the Panthers can lift the cup at home, would be in game six. And that would require four straight wins in a row. So the odds aren't in our favor. I
0: don't care where it is. I really don't care where we look
1: saying. I'm just saying the odds aren't in our favor to win it at home. But nevertheless, guys, for the Panthers to have any hope, they're going to have to extend it to at least six or seven at this point. So, guys, again, I know this is a tough time right now for us as content creators to just be as optimistic as we can and keep keep the confidence high. But, you know, we were down 3-0 in Boston. I had my post ready a minute. 3-1, 3-1. 3-1, I'm sorry a minute left in that game that would have sent us home packing a shot away in game five. That would have sent us packing. And like I said, until that, that clock hits zero and and Vegas hits those four wins, it's the Panthers are still alive. So from my point of view, the Panthers still got a chance. I know from your guys' point of view, they've still got a chance. So we'll see what happens. And hopefully the next time you guys hear from us, it's after maybe a one or two Florida Panthers wins. And we're not just closing a chapter on this fantastic season just yet. So Shout out to everyone on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and all the social medias that follow us. The podcast episode last time with Doug McLean was a record number of listens, over twenty thousand listens this year from you guys have just been fantastic. So again, just can't appreciate and thank you guys all enough. Ryan and Kirby, you guys have been with me this entire season, and we know that for many seasons to come, it's going to be a lot of great uh, content for the Florida Panthers. But we're not done yet. So hopefully, in the next episode, you hear us. We're uh, breaking down a two, two series going back to Vegas of best of three, uh, uh, going back to the casinos boys. So shout out to you guys. I know you guys do a lot of work off, off the duty here. So thank you guys for joining me on this special, obviously always special to cover the Stanley cup finals with you guys and just break down reactions from the fans and stuff like that. So until the next time, guys, I appreciate you guys joining me as always likes, reviews, follows and shares are appreciated. And until next time, Ryan and Kirby, as we always like to say, vamos gatos. Go
0: Cats, and don't let us win game three, Vegas. Do not (laughs) let us win game three.
1: Don't let us win one, I guess, Ryan. Don't let us
0: win one. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: So until next time, Ryan, Kirby, thank you guys for joining me. As always, you guys have a great rest of your day. And as we like to say, vamos gatos, and you all have a great rest of your day. Go Cats. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit MA.org. In New York, call 877-8467. 369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. 21-plus in most eligible states, but age varies in jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash hockey terms.